Welcome to 7-Minute Torah with me, Rabbi Micah Streifer. Here's how this podcast works. Each week we begin with about 7 to 10 minutes on the weekly parsha, hence the name 7-Minute Torah. You'll either hear me, or you'll hear me in conversation with a Jewish thought leader. After that, if you want to stick around, we continue with a bonus interview where we talk about all things Jewish. Thanks for tuning in and being part of the conversation. Thanks for tuning in. This is an encore presentation of my 2020 podcast for this Parsha, Kitetse. You'll see it's a Parsha of laws, and where I settle in this podcast is that it's ultimately, like so much of the book of Deuteronomy, about social justice. The only thing I'll add this year is that it's particularly tragic to have this Parsha come up on this week where we're watching Afghanistan fall into the hands of those who seem to care so little about a just and equitable society. It's a reminder that even though a group may claim to be religious or even ultra-religious, that doesn't mean that they necessarily espouse the values that religion teaches. Values of social justice, values of caring for the poor and the vulnerable in society, the idea that all people are created in God's image. Those are the values of religion. That's the case in Judaism and in Islam and in Christianity. Anything else is a perversion of religion. Anyway, thanks for listening in to this Encore presentation. The Parsha that we're reading this week is called Ki Tetse, and it comes really in the middle of the book of Deuteronomy. Some portions have a nice story, the story of Noah's Ark, the story of Abraham and Sarah, the story of creation. Well, this Parsha just contains laws after laws after laws. In fact, in some ways, it's hard to say exactly what Kitetse is about, because it's a seemingly random list of laws. Laws about slavery, laws about inheritance, laws of parenting, laws about lending and borrowing, laws of marriage and sexuality, laws about crime and punishment. You name it, it's in here. One of the really interesting aspects of this Torah portion is that it has a fair amount of what we might call animal law. That is to say, rules governing how you're supposed to treat the animals in the midst of your society. For example, in chapter 22, the Torah tells us that if you see your neighbor's ox or sheep lost, you're supposed to return it. By the same token, if you see your neighbor's ox or beast of burden struggling with a heavy burden on the side of the road, you're supposed to help lift it up so that it can continue its journey. We also learn here that you're not allowed to plow a field with two different animals, an ox and a donkey, presumably because one is so much stronger than the other and it wouldn't be fair to either of them. Also, if your ox is threshing wheat on your behalf, you're not allowed to muzzle it. It needs to be able to have a snack while it's working. Finally, we learn that if you come upon a bird's nest that has eggs in it, you're not allowed to take to eat both the mother bird and the eggs on the same day. You must shoo away the mother before taking the eggs for your own use. So here we have a series of laws that are all about animals and the way that we use them for human purposes. And from there, we could have a great discussion all about animal cruelty and the ways that Judaism tries to guard against it. 
That's a very real topic of discussion in Judaism, but it's actually not what the rabbis mostly see when they look at this Torah portion. In fact, when the rabbis look at these animal laws, they also see the people involved in them. Returning or helping out your neighbor's ox, for example, they say is as much about the neighbor as it is about the ox. The law about not muzzling an animal while it's working, in rabbinic law that actually becomes about the rights of human workers as well, to have their basic needs taken care of while they're working. And as for the mother bird that you're shooing away before taking her eggs, well, there's a disagreement over the reason for that. Maimonides says it's because birds have feelings. It's not nice to take the mother's eggs right in front of her, so you shoo her away. But Nachmanides, the Ramban, argues that this is about preserving the species. If you eat both the eggs and the mother, if you take both generations, then you're harming the species' ability to continue to reproduce, to produce food for future generations and for the vulnerable in society. So when the rabbis look at this portion that is partly about animals, they see laws about animals, and they also see hints of laws about the way we're supposed to treat people. And not just any people, but the most vulnerable people in society. And that, in the end, is probably the closest thing to a theme that ties together this Torah portion. Many of the laws listed here are intended to protect those who have less power, those who are more vulnerable. Women, servants or slaves, orphans, widows, immigrants, and those who generally have a lesser or a lack of status in society. Now, I don't want to overstate this because the reality is that this portion describes a world and a society where the vulnerable were not always taken care of or treated with respect. We need to note that women were essentially chattel and marriage was a financial transaction in which the woman changed hands. We need to note that there are some extreme anti-foreigner or anti-immigrant statements in this portion, particularly directed against specific neighboring peoples. These things are real and we can't ignore them. But what's also real is that the Torah is, in a significant way, focused on creating a just society, including for the vulnerable. And the ultimate statement of that also comes in this Torah portion in what is maybe one of the most famous statements in all of Torah. Deuteronomy chapter 24, verse 17. Lo tateh mishpat gerviatom. You shall not subvert the rights of the stranger or the orphan. Velo tachabol beged almana, and you shall not take a widow's garment in pawn. Vezacharta ki evid hayita b'mitzrayim. Remember that you were a slave in Egypt. So in the end, what Jewish tradition teaches us here is that the responsibility to care for others, to create a just society, stems from our narrative that says that we were once slaves. We were once the vulnerable in society. You know what it is to be oppressed. You know what it is to be mistreated. So ensure that in your society, that doesn't happen to others. That kind of thinking can guide us today as well. When we think about the treatment of vulnerable groups in our own society, African-Americans, the indigenous community, women, immigrants, refugees, it is the responsibility of everyone in society, not only those that are part of those vulnerable groups, to ensure justice for all. The story is told that once a student came before the great sage Hillel in the first century and said, teach me the whole Torah while standing on one foot. 
Hillel said, what is hateful to you, do not do to another. That is the whole Torah and all the rest is commentary. What stands at the center of our tradition, ultimately, is the responsibility to treat others with respect and to create a society that is just and fair for everyone. The Torah is meant to be wrestled with. There's lots to struggle with in this Torah portion. But Jewish tradition's commitment to social justice and to the idea that social justice is all of our responsibility, that's unequivocal. Gerim ha'itim be'eretz misraim, you were strangers in the land of Egypt. Therefore, let your society reflect the best of what you have to offer, and let all within it, rich and poor, black and white, native-born and immigrant, let everyone be treated as though they were created B'Tselem Elohim, as though they were an expression of God's very image. Thanks for joining us. Hey there, Rabbi Micah Streifer here. I want to invite you to continue the conversation in our new Facebook group. Just go to Facebook and search 7-Minute Torah Listen and Discuss. Then you can join the group and join the conversation. See you there. Thanks for listening to 7-Minute Torah. If you enjoyed this program, please leave a review or a comment. And please pass it on to a friend. You can also subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Have a great week.